1: theory, and true crime.
0: Coming to you live from the Mistoffley Studios, it's Dark Bridge Radio. a Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the paranormal, true crime, and conspiracy theory. I am your host, Will Martinez, and of course, cannot do this without my co-host, Jay Golosin. Jay, what is going on, brother, man?
2: What's up, bro? How are things?
0: Things are good. Things are good. Man, uh, we've been on a pretty good roll here as of late, man, just cranking out episode after episode, and... um, it's, when good be, someone... it's good to
2: be in, in, a, in a nice rotation, it's going to be absolutely, a good pattern.
0: absolutely. It's just like anything else, repetition you know, it, it helps and it sharpens and it you know, it um, just gets everything together.
2: I believe what you're what looking say? for is the saying, Repetition is the mother of all success.
0: There you go. There yeah, you someone go,
2: twice told me that.
0: There you go. So, yes, uh, a lot of shows coming out, and uh, of course, Jay, if someone was wanting to maybe procure. Some of this information, or maybe some of the other episodes that we offer here at Dark Fringe Radio. Where could one find such information, Jay?
2: Well, unlike some of those who have come on our podcast and told us to look it up for ourselves, I'm going to give you that information, <laughs> William. You can find it at our website, which is darkfringeradio.com. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast, which is Spotify, iTunes. Uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. Dark Fringe taking over NWO, baby.
0: Absolutely for life, baby, for life. But, uh, yeah, that's absolutely right, Jay. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, and all, uh, and all, be all, just go to darkfringeradio.com. Uh, that's where everything's at. That's the place to be. Anything you want, Dark Fringe Radio, it's there. So make sure you check it out, darkfringeradio.com. Also on the website, Jay, merch store. I actually got one of the shirts on tonight. I still don't have one. I know I gotta get you one, Jay. Don't worry. I'm gonna get you one. But the dark fringe Space Force t shirt. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's, it's copy out copy. of this world. It's out of this world. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's like we have like 15 uh different no, oh, I'm sorry, 12 different designs right now up there. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Check it out. Support the show. Um, that's how you can do it by going to that uh, that merch store for us and uh, picking up a shirt and, uh, of course, rep- and repping Dark Fringe Radio. So, uh, tonight, Jay, we have a very uh, interesting episode, something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about an individual who's led a pretty incredible life and uh, <laughs> a man who's gone through a lot of different things and kind of like almost like a forest Gump uh, of the real world. But, uh, and yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're going to be talking about Joe Greenstein, and uh, for those that are not familiar with him, you may know him as the the Mighty Adam. Adam. Yes, and so we'll be talking about him tonight here, Jay, but before we get into the main topic, we have a lot of other stuff to take care of first, you know. It's, you know, there's a process to this whole thing, you know, Jay, and so what's next, of course, is Dark Fringe News. And uh, tonight, Jay, we have a couple cool stories I'm going to kind of dissect here with you and get your point of view. And see what you think about what we're talking about here tonight. But the first thing is, tonight, we're going to be talking about the uh, 2023 Bilderberg meeting underway in Lisbon. Now, um, for those who are not familiar with the term Bilderberg, um, that's uh, synonymous to one of the more uh, wealthier families, almost like you would say Rockefeller that have supposedly a lot of influence throughout the world. Now, um, this group of people, the Bilderberg Group, they have this meeting every year <laughs> in Lisbon, and um, they talk about some uh, very interesting stuff. Let's let's get into the story here, Jay. This what do they week, talk about, William? Let's get into it. This year's annual gathering of global elites, known as the Bilderberg Meeting, commenced today in Portugal's capital city of Lisbon, described by organizers as the Forum for Informal Discussions about Major Issues.
2: Informal Discussions about Major Issues. Okay.
0: That's the quote-unquote. And the decades-old event has long been subject of speculation among conspiracy theorists, as each year the invitation only get together features an array of prominent figures from worlds of politics, industry, finance and academia. So although the details surrounding the specific conversations that occur at the gathering are shrouded in secrecy, the group behind the Bilderberg meeting does a share a list of attendees as well of uh as well as an outline of their annual agenda which provides something of a glimpse into in the minds of the proverbial powers that be, as they say, Jay. Sure it Um, does. Sure it does. (laughs) So a little bit into this here, just getting into that first part of the the story. Does this sound nefarious to you at all, Jay? I mean, what do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. We're going to be totally transparent about what we're lying. (laughs) We're going to give you, we're going to tell you, we're not going to tell you, we're not going to tell you exactly who. Right. We're not going to tell you exactly when, but we'll give you a list of topics in which we're going to talk about. Well, and it's a leisure conversation against, you know, with, with our current uh, top one percenters. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem nefarious or, you know, off, off guilt at all. doesn't seem no. like it should be strange or mm-hmm, curious mm-hmm. or scary or mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nefarious.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nefarious is right. Uh, Jay, uh, going back to the article here. According to the press release issued by the event organizers, this year's Bilderberg meeting will feature about 130 participants from 23 different countries. I gotta While be honest.
2: Many- Every time you say Bilderberg, I'm waiting for you to say Build a Bear, and I'm just, <laughs> I am imagining all these people looking like Gru from oh, yeah, no. me at and a Build a Bear. <laughs> like, so what are we going to do to take over yeah. the world?
0: <laughs> hey, it's not yeah. so far off the not so far off the truth, except for maybe the looks, but yeah, you're what, you I, what I
2: imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're you're right up there, brother. Uh well, again, like oh, I said, man. about 130 participants from 23 countries. Many uh of the attendees are not exactly household names to the general public. Um, they all are considered to be experts in their respective fields or significant uh, political figures from various nations around the world. Uh, among the uh, more noteworthy participants this year of uh, the event are the current u s uh, Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haynes, former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, the former governor uh excuse me Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, and the intriguingly open AI uh CEO Sam Altman now Jay um there was something that you mentioned earlier about <laughs> A term that you mentioned, and I said, you know, put a little, you know, earmark on that and um, yeah yeah, earmark. And so the conclusion of this article, Jay, uh, goes to say, to the end of the primary topic listed on the agenda for this year's Bilderberg meeting is artificial intelligence.
1: To take uh, over the world. world, world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting back into AI again, Jay. Um, this is something even the Bilderberg people are talking about. That's how important this is. This is how uh, you know, how maybe uh, I would say either nefarious or good or bad or whatever it is, but they're gonna try to use it, you know, to their own advantage. Um
2: I, I don't think we can tell you, I don't think we can tell what AI is yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but
2: I have recently found myself asking the question of: just because we can, does that mean that we should?
0: We should. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, and I'm glad that the build a bear people are taking it very serious, and they're talking about this shit.
0: The build a bear people. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's important uh, we don't need we don't need Build-A-Bears running around with
0: AI inside of no. like, can you imagine no. that you know like
1: a uh, little bear running around with a knot like big, big hey, I love you
0: oh no my god <laughs> like that's well <laughs> that's where my mind goes I hear you I hear you bro well, wasn't, it uh... years, wasn't it just a couple
2: years wasn't just a couple years ago they were saying that like AI will never be used to like run a cyborg or like a cybernetic body and isn't that what, what they're already doing oh they're already there for them. I mean, like,
0: there's got those, like AI dogs
2: that like beat and push down with sticks and shit. That, that's going to come mean, back to bite them literally in the ass.
0: Chat GPT, um, all these things that are out there right now. That's I mean, scary. chat GPT is kind of scary, Jay. We should just do an episode on chat. Man, we should Let's come do that. And, that that's yeah. with earmark earmark that that.
2: <laughs> Chat GPT. Let's earmark that.
0: Yeah. There you go, Jay. Yeah. Something to talk about in the future. Uh, but, Jay, the article concludes by saying this would seem to suggest that the emerging technology which has captured the public's imagination in recent months has also been uh, considered uh, a concern uh, for the power brokers that who have made their way to Lisbon for the weekend. Other areas of exploration planned for the event ex- include China, India, Russia, Ukraine, and Europe, as well as energy uh, transition, fiscal challenges, And transitional threats, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, Alas, beyond these largely nondescript topics, the exact nature of the conversation will remain a secret known only to those in attendance. Uh, So, Jay, uh, those that uh, what comes out of these discussions will (laughs) likely wind up uh, shaping our world in ways we may never even realize. So, Jay, the Builder Bear meeting, (laughs) the Builder Builder Bear Bear. Bear.
2: <laughs> the build bears.
0: Oh boy! Yeah. yeah, that's pure shit, man. What are you going to? No, oh, yeah, it doesn't seem questionable. What do you do? What do you do about what about these people, the build bears?
2: I, I don't do it. I don't do shit about the build bears.
0: I mean, There's like, I can do about
2: the build bears. of possibility to interact with. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't, I can't do shit about them. I, I can't worry about them. uh no? Yeah, is
0: there not like I, a Care Bear Liberation Front we can go against with them? You know, against the I don't think
2: so. I'm stuck firmly with the lo- with the uh, the Thundercats.
0: Okay, that's where I we like are, sight okay. beyond
2: sight,
1: right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. I got the third you. eye oh. open. Well, yeah, Jay. Well, the Bilderberg meeting. Um, again, people meeting together and having very high level conversations about high level things, but we're not going to tell anybody else what we're talking about. Very weird. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're not we're not gonna tell tell you who says what about anything. Just let you know. These are the things we're thinking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're talking about, it. and it's a concern. Anyways, so all right, well, Jay, that gets us into our next uh uh story for tonight for Dark Fringe News. There has been some new footage, Jay, that has emerged of su- excuse me, suspected UFO sighting over California uh military base. I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, Jay, but Two UFO experts are reviewing new footage of what they claim as a uh, is a mass UFO sighting over a military base. Uh, weaponized podcast hosts Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, which they're very famous for, of course, bringing out the uh, that uh, UFO stories about the the Navy and having all those uh, you know uh, those sightings from the generals mm-hmm. and warships and all that stuff, and then of course the Bob Lazar story. Yeah, yeah, the F-18s. And, of course, the Bob Lazar story, which has obviously been talked about immensely on Joe Rogan's podcast. But the Weaponized podcast, Jeremy Corbel and George Knapp, they examined photos and videos on Tuesday on the podcast, which they said they were taking back in April of 2021 over uh, 29 Palms, California. Uh, two years ago, this thing happened and nothing has come out, Knapp explained. Uh, there has been no media coverage uh, in the two years since. I got a tip from two bases at the time Corbel said about a quick call that he got from a person who was way high up quote unquote uh but the tip was basically like something had happened and you should investigate it and uh, claiming that the source hung up without any further explanation. So in one clip J you see a pair uh pointing out a triangle formation of the lights basically hovering over just you know um you know Marine Core Air you know base And you just see it, and it's just sitting there. I'm gonna, you guys can go to darkfringeradio.com and check it out. It'll be on there by the time this episode comes out. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty um, weird when you have, you know, people in the military kind of like tipping off George Knapp and saying, hey, listen, you you might, might need to like do this. But then on the other hand, are you, are these people doing that on purpose to maybe throw them off something else? You know what I mean? Is this planned? Is this maybe. Or is this really a really insider person? You know what I, I mean? I got to
2: be honest. I, I think when think? it comes to the alien stuff, when it comes to UFO stuff, I yeah. think that it's so low on our government's priority list. <laughs> I don't think they care about it anymore. Because yeah, I don't right? think it's really... Again, you're talking about this this thing that should be front page fucking news. You would think. But nope. You would think. You would think. Yeah. yeah. No. And one could, could question if that's being... If it's being swept kind of under the rug... On purpose, but then when you really look at the actual things that we got to deal with, you know mm-hmm. the shit that we, we preen on of all time about right. energy and food source and land and population and
0: whatever. Uh, right. The Bilderberg the, Bear people talking stuff. Right. The Bilderberg stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> UFOs and aliens are kind of, kind of down on the list, man. I yeah. I, I,
0: hope I think I think you're right, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot more of it. They're not yeah. trying to cover it up anymore. They don't have the time to do all that. They're worried no. about other stuff now.
2: Yeah, yeah, we got we got too many things to, d- to deal with, and the population is mostly desensitized to this kind of thing. So, right, I really do. I I think aliens are going to knock on our front door, and all of us are going to kind of go, "Oh shit!" Hey, hi.
0: Yeah. Well, they uh of course uh on the podcast called Weaponized, they ex- you know examined this you know footage, and. uh this has never been addressed until now. This has been two years, Jay, and Corbel claimed that more than the ten minute long event was seen by more than fifty people, including Marines on the base itself. Um, he also says that he hopes that the pair the pair is talking about the alleged UFO uh the more eyewitnesses will come out you know to speak about it. So he's saying that the more they, they talk about it, he's hoping you know that at least gets some people to have a, enough courage and and uh, to come out and talk about what they saw. And it's not like that happened, you know, like 15, 20, it was two years ago. So still, you know what I mean? It wasn't that long ago. So meanwhile, a a Stanford professor, Jay, uh, and ufologist, Dr. Gary Nolan, boldly claimed last week that he believes 100% that extraterrestrials have not only visited Earth, but they've been here for a long time and may still even be on the planet today. So, um, yeah, Jay, I mean, again, more UFO sightings, um, you know. Go dark fringe space force. I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean. Uh, I, mean you know. I mean, listen. Again, it mm-hmm. it's so far
2: on the list of things that back in twenty nineteen, yeah, man, aliens would have been huge to find out that they landed. But once the kind of pandemic hit, and and now you got all this going on with the wars and Ukraine and everything seems like it's amped up and just aliens land just kind of seems like it's like alright okay are we surprised I mean we all we all started doing the math we all figured out that there, we can't be the only thing we can't be the only thing in the, in the no.
0: entire universe definitely not, definitely uh, not.
2: so you know definitely not. and you gotta, yeah. you gotta wonder if if what's coming if these things can travel multiple dimensions right. uh, yeah what are we gonna what do, do, you
0: do? Yeah, uh, it's a great question, Jay. Uh, you, at the same time, you know, I was thinking something the other day, uh, You know, along the same lines as what we're talking about here tonight. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? There's going to be a generation down the line from us. I don't know if it's going to be the one after our kids, the one after that, or the one after that. But there's going to be a generation of us that we're going to have to know how to fly some type of machinery more so than they would need to know how to drive, I think that will be replaced one so. day. You don't think so? I, think I really so. do. I think that. I so.
2: No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why? Um, because the only way our our consciousness really works, the only way the only way our body works, the only way our, our to have a mass of us flying, there's not enough lines, controls, things to keep us in in place and position. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why flying is safer than driving uh, is because more people drive. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a numbers game.
0: Mm-hmm. More people
2: drive and still can't drive. So right. I, yeah. I would be highly skeptical now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if you said knows? 250 if years you from said, that. if you said within generations. Their mode of transportation wasn't driving,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Transportation, Self, or like self-driving cars. Transportation, or yeah, oh, self-driving
2: cars turn into self-flying.
0: There you go, monorails.
2: <clears throat> and you get into your, you get into your transportation pod or your TP.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you should copyright that.
2: Transportation pods,
0: yeah, <laughs> by Jay Golosi.
2: <laughs> the way of the future.
0: The way reminds me of what the uh, member in Disney. It was like the Tomorrowland, or what was it? Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. That's right. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Well, Jay. Um, again, more UFOs, more questions, not enough answers. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. More <laughs> Thanks, UFOs. Nobody gives a shit. Listen, there's gonna be three green guys that are gonna come down in Compton and they're gonna be chilling out there, man. Nobody's gonna say shit. This is gonna be on Instagram. That's what's gonna be on.
1: Slipper, what?
0: <laughs> but uh anyways, well, Jay, uh that concludes Dark Fringe News. That brings us to our next segment for tonight, which is what the F Florida man, Jay. What and uh F, Florida man.
1: A Florida, man. a Florida man. A Florida
0: man. A Florida
2: man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida near Tampa where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it.
1: A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him and he says, Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lakeworth man is uh not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza.
0: Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this cookie monster doll.
1: All the shit, man.
0: Of course, uh Jay, this is your segment. This is where you find the most craziest story that comes out of this crazy state of Florida. So what do you have for us this week for what the Florida man? Well, my what the F floor, I
2: actually have two. I have Uh-oh. two with the F floor, man, because one led into the Shit. other. I heard I like this that. crazy story.
0: All right, let's do it. Story number one.
2: Crazy story coming all the way from 20, uh, 2018. All right. Okay. Florida man arrested on a DUI charge, claims his dog was driving the car. <laughs> when it crashed into two ditches
0: and a house. Nice. Bad dog. Wow. Bad dog. Wow.
2: Bad dog. Uh the deputies with Martin with the Manatee County Sheriff's Office spotted Rullaford Cooper. Rullaford Cooper. Rulliford. Rutherford Cooper.
0: Rutherford. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: he was speeding. He uh ran a stop sign through uh and his four-door vehicle. Uh as he went through two ditches and then into a house, um, <laughs> but that's not where it ends.
0: Oh no! Because
2: he then jumped out, and ran on foot.
0: <laughs> uh, he, he leave ended the dog up behind
2: hiding in the bathroom of a church. Oh, uh, he's looking for Jesus.
0: He's looking. He's looking for that holy water. He's, he's,
2: Son, <laughs> I've got a demonic dog. It, it wrecked my car. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um. So when they found him he was uh, spewing spontaneous statements like my dog was driving the car uh and I ran cuz I wanted to.
0: Okay. Well, I mean at least he told them what exactly happened. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was my dog my dog yeah. wrecked the car and then I decided to go yeah. for a jog.
0: So One. let me that's ask That's not normal. This, that's not normal. Let me ask a question here Jay. So was there really ever a dog in play in this whole fiasco? You never found a dog. Never found a dog. Okay, that was never yeah. Never found your, a dog. Yeah, so that was all a figment of his imagination. I'm assuming.
2: Never found a dog. Uh, they <laughs> did, however, test him for alcohol and marijuana.
1: Oh okay. uh,
0: I
2: came back with lots. Oh He yeah. said, "I don't have any in my car because it's all in his system."
0: <laughs> right. I mean, he can't call. I mean, he doesn't have possession. Really.
2: <laughs> can't say it's on me, That's but right. it's in me.
0: It's in me, baby. That's right. (laughs) Wow. So, wow. So, no dog.
2: That actually brought me to another What the Floor, man.
0: Okay. So, let's hear the second one. Part two.
2: Okay. Part two. Right. Now, this one comes from 2019. So, a year later. Right. So, now, remember. And, dude, get this. The last guy got out of the car and ran. And, no, there was never a dog found. Right. Mm -hmm. Port St. Lucie, Florida.
0: Oh, not too far from us, Jake. Not too
2: far from us, a little south, a little south of Orlando, where that last one was. Right. The dog went for a joyride Thursday on a Thursday morning, driving his car around a cul-de-sac in circles in reverse for over an hour.
0: (laughs) So Sparky got behind the wheel of a car, put that bitch in reverse somehow, and just started doing reverse donuts everywhere for an hour.
2: So the story goes, owner pulled over his car. Uh, oh. Was looking for directions. Pulled over his car. Shut the door with the dog in the car. The <laughs> dog somehow pushed the lever into reverse. Now, how it just drove in a circle in the cul-de-sac and only hitting like a mailbox is impressive. Right.
0: That is impressive, right? We
2: did right. that for an hour.
0: And didn't hit uh, those fucking Eventually, the sheriff showed up. Yeah,
2: guy gave them the extra key fob that was dead. <laughs> That's weird. So the sheriff had to get the code, punch it into, uh, it was a early 2000s Mercury Sable. So one of the cool ones had the, the punch pad on the side, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
2: So police are, eventually were able to get in, turn the car off, uh, and the dog was totally fine, and, and couldn't have been happier. But <laughs>
0: they may have never found the dog that was driving the car. But they found the dog this time, huh?
2: But maybe they found the dog that was driving the car, that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean... Yeah, Yeah, worried about
2: AI. It's dogs. (laughs) Dogs dogs, are gonna come back and they're gonna be the next (laughs) dominant species. You mark my word, you earmark that shit.
0: There you go. Listen, that that is something that I've always thought about. Imagine all your animals turning on you one day, just you know, just one day
2: my dog is scary.
0: Yeah, imagine if like they all the animals in the world just all of a sudden turned on their masters, you know what I
2: mean? (laughs) Scary dog.
0: Yeah, that's crazy to think about. But, anyways, wow, two great stories, Jay. For what the f, Florida man? I mean, man, you went from bad to worse. I mean, I don't know what the fuck, man. But yeah, right bad dog, bad dog, real bad dog. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you take that dog like to the shelter after? No, you, no, I no, no I could not take care of that dog, Jake. No, yeah,
2: I keep that yeah. dog because. I can't blame the fucking dog. I do the same shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, you leave
2: me in the car, are you? Click. Watch this. Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> Who's withholding treats now, motherfucker?
1: Right.
0: Who's going I'm gonna burn your gas down, bitch, for an hour. That's right. That's right. Holy shit. Oh, that's great, Jay. Well, anyways, uh, Jay, wonderful stories for what the F, Florida man. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And so that'll bring us to our main topic for tonight. So before we get into that, we're gonna take. Think- quick little break so uh we're gonna go ahead and do that and when we come back we're gonna be talking about joe greenstein and of course known as the mighty adam so don't go anywhere we'll be right back
1: i'm a vip and i want to live around people just like myself rich and divorced i'm every Karen. Shady Acres is an incredible, upscale, state-of-the-art, top-notch condominium developer. Condo. A short drive out of town on some pristine wetlands away from the noise and uninvited diversity of the city. And when you buy into that dream that is Shady Acres, not only do you get a luxurious 5,000-square-foot condo with underground parking for your newly acquired sports car, but there's also a jacuzzi for entertaining. Jacuzzi. Each condo is tastefully furnished with a stock bar and an exotic waterbed shaped like a dollar sign. Shady Acres also has a golf range, firing range, helipad, and exotic petting zoo when your kids come to visit. You're successful? Start defining your lifestyle. Start defining yourself. Shady Acres. Shady Acres. Happiness is worth the price. Shady
0: Acres. He was just the boy next door.
1: Hi, well, hello there, Danny. I didn't know it was hockey season.
0: Hey, can I borrow a knife? A deadly curse, a deranged killer, a small town in tears. Knife After Dark, rated R for
1: retarded.
0: All right, everybody, thank you, and welcome back to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and uh, yeah, tonight we're talking about a very interesting individual and that is joe greenstein and uh you guys might know him as the mighty adam and um jay i found this interesting individual off of joe rogan's podcast i am not gonna lie i will tell you exactly the source of this uh tonight's episode um he was actually uh interviewing um, boss rootin you know Mm boss Ruten, right el wapel
2: el wapel
0: el wapel uh and so they were talking about you know just crazy things that human feats you know things that people are able to do you know and they were talking about how there was this guy uh japan who can actually take a samurai sword and um somebody shoot like cut a 22 yeah a pellet and then he can actually just cut the pellet as it's coming towards him and just that's amazing i mean who could fucking even do something like that so you know the, the conversation went on and so so on and so forth and they finally got to um You know, an individual that Boss brought up, and the guy's name was Joe Greenstein, and he was known as the Mighty Adam. And so they started talking about him, and I'm going to talk about him here, Jay, and just give a little bit of an intro about what this guy is and who he was. And so you may not recognize the name Joseph Greenstein or Greenstein, but perhaps you may have heard of the Mighty Adam, Jay. Uh, he was the world's strongest man, uh, despite being born three months premature and so underweight that the doctors didn't think he would survive his infancy. Uh, born in Poland in 1893, the Mighty Adam was frail and small when he was young, but when he transformed himself physically and mentally to become a famous performer, uh, the he's Mighty Adam small. and he's still small. Yeah. Yeah uh the mighty adam came from humble beginnings he joined a european circus learned uh, from a mentor how to perform various feats of strength over the years he made news for his incredible stunts and he used his powers of strength to combat those who opposed him and his beliefs he is credited with fighting anti-semites and others who challenged him he's also helped raise money for the war war efforts and taught law enforcement officers how to protect themselves Like uh, Frank Latini, the three-legged man, and Joseph Merrick, the elephant man, Greenstein used his personal, uh, you know, abilities to his own advantage. So, Jay, tonight, uh, Joe Greenstein, uh, Mr. Mighty Adam, let's talk about this guy. Yeah, it's
2: going to have a really interesting life, man. Uh, Right? So, humble beginnings. Let's let's start there, right? Yeah. This guy had to walk to shoe, or walk to school with rags on his feet because he couldn't afford shoes. Wow. Wow. His father yeah. died when he was five of tuberculosis.
0: Mm.
2: He himself came down with tuberculosis and was told he wouldn't live till he was eighteen. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: so I mean, you talk about squalor—just yeah. the most humblest beginnings. You're talking 1800s, early mm. early 1900s, Poland right you were talking terrible weather you're talking terrible uh, conditions worse talking-
0: conditions yeah you could be you could be a scholar a, a, a sick person
2: you were talking racism am anti-Semitism being rampant mm-hmm. uh, you were talking just a really a really hard life um, and this this young sick boy uh, was ju- had just been told that he was going to he would not live to, to C18. They said he wouldn't, mm-hmm. he wouldn't live past his 18th birthday.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and as he left the doctor's office, he happened to go by a, this news cart that had these pictures of strong men of the day. And yeah. he thought, how come those guys can be so big and so strong and I, I'm stuck like this? Mm-hmm. Um, so when the, the next time the circus had come through town, he, had, he decided he was going to go seek out the strong man and, and ask him these questions that were just on his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have money, so he can't buy a ticket, so he sneaks in. Right. Gets in, gets his ass whooped by one of the child performers. Mm-hmm. Beaten nearly to death. Strong man that he was looking for comes across him, hears the story and is so touched and so moved, fires that child uh, performer right there on the spot, mm. gives uh, the young Joseph a, a job, uh, and teaches him how to bodybuild, teaches him some strongman techniques, and taught him. Uh, this guy was also a world class Greco-Roman wrestler.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's not uh, let's not like uh, put that to the side like it's nothing, right? <laughs> <clears throat> so yes. Well, I know Jay. This would be, you know, this is something that would definitely tickle your, you know, fancies as far as you mouth. know. Yeah, yeah, right up your alley, and you know this guy had such a hard life growing up, and then finally gets to this point where he finds something that he loves to do, and he's learning all these you know skills from this you know Russian strongman. And um, where does he go from here, Jay? I mean, you know, this is uh, this is where it so, starts to get interesting for him. I so think. this is
2: where this is where you see that he's not uh, he's not your normal kind of dude right so he is I want to say he was 15 or 16 at the time mm-hmm. uh, decides to run away so the strong man tells him I'll give you a job you can travel with us but you have to give you, get your mother's permission uh, he knew his mother would never sign off on that so he actually slept that night he he slept under a bread cart that night wow to try to just to hide next morning goes tells tells the strong man yeah, yeah yeah she said it's cool i'm good and without another check cuz It's like you know 1903 or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no text messages no emails there's... <laughs> It's okay you tell me your mom says okay that's okay yeah. i got i got to right. believe you right. so he then travels with the strong man for a year and mm-hmm. one of the first stops that went to they went to india uh, and he saw an Indian wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks about this, uh, this very pivotal moment of his life where he sees this, he, this crowd surrounding these two, uh, these two gladiators, if you will, these two men, and, and nothing but pretty much loincloths. And the crowd starts saying, Gamba, Gamba, Gamba. And then next thing you know, the littler of the two combatants picks up the larger one and just tosses him out of the ring like nothing. <laughs> so turns out the strongman Greco Roman wrestler that had taken uh, the mighty Adam under his wing knew this great Gamba, who is a legend in all the wrestling communities. Uh, we're talking, you know, this guy, we're real deal, big time grappling. World class, just nasty when it was as nasty as it could get. Mm-hmm. So the mighty Adam runs up to him and says, "How did you get this way? You know, how did you how did you toss such a, a big man?" And the great mm-hmm. Gamba said to him, "There's this tree in my backyard, and every morning I go out and I take my belt and I belt myself to this tree, and I try to throw the tree.
0: <laughs> I try to throw the tree." Ugh. All right, trying to wrap my head Mike. around that, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I'm <laughs> gonna throw a tree. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a tree.
1: Cause I'm throw a tree. Right.
0: What are you gonna do today? Um,
2: yeah. you know, I was thinking I need to get my oil changed. Right, yeah. I gotta wash yeah. the dog, and I got oh, then I gotta go to I Jay's go
0: house dog. to get that strap so I can strap myself to a tree.
2: Crazy shit. So, yeah. huh. my the mighty Adam asked me, he goes, well. Did you have you ever thrown the tree? And he goes, "No, but after you've tried to throw a tree, a man is not that hard."
0: I guess he's absolutely right. <laughs> he's got a point there, right, Jay? I mean, but right
2: there. This is when yeah. Joseph realizes that there's more to this being strong thing than just physical strength. Right. Um, right so as he yeah. continued to travel around with the uh, with the circus, taking on wrestling matches. Uh, apparently, yeah. anywhere he went with anybody he, w- he could find uh, dominating, usually. Um, mm-hmm.
0: He was actually see, known as Kid Greenstein. That was his name. I mean, that's, that's right. He's Yeah, yeah. He started getting that, uh, that kind of like, you know, moniker. already bravado. Yeah, that moniker. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, and it was always shocking because he was so much smaller than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on his craft on how to be a strong man. Um, traveling all the way to Galveston, Texas eventually. Uh, He would end up getting married, but that's... There's a show you... Yeah, I skipped a whole lot there.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, that's fine. No, you didn't skip a whole lot, but when he got to Galveston, that's one of the most interesting stories I've ever read in my damn entire life. Go ahead. You share it. I Man. (laughs) So, Jace, you know, perfectly said, you know, Greenstein... you know, went to Galveston, um, you know, got married, tried to start his life out there. All of a sudden, there was this co-worker that started taking a liking to his wife. And the man became incredibly obsessed uh, with her and felt that the only thing that was standing in his way with him and her was, of course, Greenstein. Right, yeah. Right? The Maddie yeah,
2: be standing your way, though.
0: Right? <laughs> Because, yeah, check this out, shit, uh, Jay. I mean, one day in 1914. Wow, we're going way back, right? The man decided to do something about it finally. He was like he couldn't couldn't take it anymore.
1: It.
0: Yeah, he couldn't bear it. He was going to do something about it, and he finally did. So what he did is he went down to the work and shot Greenstein between the eyes with a 38 revolver. Incredibly, the bullet did not go through Greenstein's head. It either was ricocheted or flattened on impact varying accounts uh so that's uh some people say this some people say that but jay this guy supposedly gets shot point blank in the head by 38 and uh does not pierce his skin now um
2: the rest of that story i found to be more interesting
0: go ahead take 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 the wheel jay please
2: so he ends up going to the hospital doctor looks at him and says how are you alive are you alive? And he responds with, I'm talking to you, aren't I? To where he then <laughs> shot up off the off the uh off the table, or off the bed rather, <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
2: buttoned up his shirt and walked home.
0: <laughs> he walked it off, bro.
2: <laughs> he walked off being shot in the fucking head
0: by a 38.
2: <laughs> a different kind of dude, right? Wow. Wow. Right? Different kind of dude. Some some of the feats of strength he would do, right? Biting nails. Okay, a lot of these strong guy things they do are amazing. Yes. Right. I'm not taking anything away from any of those guys. The things they yes. do, the things they pull, the immense things they do. Um, but to bite these nails in half.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was Your actually. Teeth. I mean, think about it. Teeth.
2: Right. So because it was such a wonder that he could do it, actually. There's always um, talk of malfeasance around him. Everybody always said that there was something. It was always a trick. There was always something that somebody always believed it to be Mm -hmm. fake, Mm -hmm. which none of it ever was, by -hmm. the way, which is what's most amazing. Right? There's a lot of techniques to those skills and those tricks, but for some of the things he did,
0: there's not. No, they said that he was able to bite through 12 pennies that were stacked up. So I don't care how strong you are. Your teeth are going to get fucking... Jack up to bits, yeah. The bits to go through 12 fucking pennies to bits, uh, yeah. The bits,
2: yeah. I mean, so dentist is checking his mouth out to make sure he bites the uh, the metal tool and snaps it in half.
0: <laughs> there you there, go, doc.
2: Think I'm baking, <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: Here's, here's your here's your uh, metal. <laughs> You had one now, you have two. Here you go. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Jay, it's amazing I, what this guy was able to do. I, I mean, just absolutely amazing. And he said that he did all this with his mind, mostly like what you were saying earlier, Jay. It's not like he did it with some type of, oh, I have muscles in my body, I could do it. And no, no it wasn't that so, at all.
2: So he he would travel, he'd end up traveling the world uh right. before I came to America. He actually traveled to Japan. He did he Went to Japan where he did two months of jiu-jitsu, Japanese jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would end up learning Greco-Roman, catch style wrestling. He would, he, he would end up, and while my wrestling experience being what my wrestling experience is, or was, or whatever, uh, I can tell you that after you've gone through a rest, just one wrestling practice,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: nothing else will ever be that hard. No. Uh, so sure. the more you come back to to wrestling practices, the more you go through the, the. It just really is a different kind of mindset, and I could see where I know, uh, I know I'm different in ways that I'm just different, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that's because I wrestled, and you just you kind of learn to be different. You learn to push yourself in a way and and understand those things, and it's this guy traveling. He got such a widespread knowledge feed of it, right? Uh, in so many different ways, with strongmen and grapplers right. and martial arts,
0: he was that, like an MMA fighter back then. He was right, yeah, right. I mean, anything short of just sh- you know boxing, I mean, he had it all. I mean, he had everything he do down, it. right?
2: He would do it, and again, did. to come from poor, sickly, wouldn't survive till your eighteen beginnings, mm-hmm. to not only being one of the strongest human beings on the earth, period. You don't yeah. even say pound for pound. This guy was just as strong as all those monsters mm-hmm. that were three times his size because, as strong as he was physically, and he did uh, he did attest to a lot of it being living right, eating right, drinking right, you yeah. know, treating your body like a temple. Uh, he mm-hmm. did lose me when he said no smoking. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guy.
0: Yeah. Sorry, guy.
2: <laughs> sorry, homie. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. Yeah. But uh, he also talks about, um, how when he realized that it's fear Mm -hmm. is what stops you from being able to reach your full potential. uh, It was, that's when he realized that he could do things. Uh, He went, was, he then took a nine inch one of those big pipe, uh, the big um, stakes, Mm -hmm. like railroad stakes. Yeah. Road stakes. Yeah. Just decided he was going to bend it in half. And he said he bent it with ease. Uh, because he wasn't afraid of getting hurt. He wasn't afraid of how strenuous it was going to be. He kind of knew what to expect. His body, his mind was prepared for it. So it just happened. And at that point, it just happened. At that point is when he realized it's more than just physical. There's something extra here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that's when he he really decided to go after being the the mighty Adam.
0: That's the mighty Adam. Amazing guy. And um, Jay, I mean, this was not anything short of... um, some other things that he was involved in, especially some of the uh, fist of cuffs, as they would say back in the day, uh, that he uh, he would get himself, uh, himself involved in some uh, pretty hefty scraps. And uh, <laughs> one, of course, uh, very uh, famously known, the Mighty Adam was uh, deeply offended by some uh, anti-Semitism one day, Jay. And uh, he was in upstate New York in 1938 when he spotted a sign saying, no dogs or Jews allowed. Then he uh, ripped down uh, it down from the building, of course, and the uh, about 20 Nazi sympathizers went on the attack. The strong man held nothing back and hospitalized 18 of the 20 of the men, Jay. Police arrested him for assault. But when uh, he went to court to defend himself, the judge didn't believe he alone defended himself against such a large gang. The case was dismissed. So. (laughs) So the guy gets to. Yeah. To the court, this is presented to the judge this way. Judge says, "Bullshit, this is all fake. Get this shit out of my court. I don't even want to see it." He doesn't even get any time. He's good. He's out. Jay, what what say you about the uh, the twenty Nazi sympathizers?
2: I uh, I say, yeah. I, <laughs> A I believe it. B, uh, yeah. So right here's the catch twenty two. Here's the, mm-hmm. here's the secret to to being small, friends. Uh, in case you guys don't know, the mighty Adam was 5'4", 130. Uh, I yeah. am 5'3", 140 as of this morning.
0: Uh, very comparable. So, very comparable.
2: We're, we're not talking a crazy different size. Uh, and I can tell you, when I was going through my divorce back in, you know, 20-whatever, you know, going almost 15 years ago now. Yeah. Um, crazy. But, way, anyway, I had a lot of anger at that time. And there was a guy, big Jack dude, and uh, we were in front of one of those bags, you know, one of those machines that you hit. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm not known for my power, mm-hmm. uh, at least not not that way. Mm-hmm. So this guy's like, I bet I could slap it harder than you. And I was like, With all the roids going through your veins, got to hope so. <laughs> so sure enough, he slaps it and he puts up this ridiculous number, and uh, right. and he goes, "That's how a man would do it." Mm-hmm. So I replied in kind Yeah By pushing him Ah But I didn't nice. just push him I lifted him up off the ground Right Just, oh, just caught him right Just because I got good leverage I know what to do
0: Right yeah.
2: uh, And he got up and his friends grabbed him And my friends grabbed me the over over, was like Whoa, 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 whoa And the guy's like He pushed me And the guy's like <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Are you kidding me?
2: Really? That little guy? Yeah, yeah. little guy?
0: Worry about that little guy?
2: So here's (laughs) the secret, right? People will start shit with you if you're small, and then you have two choices. You either fend for yourself and you have a Napoleon complex, or you get walked all over and you're a bitch.
0: Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want the bitch part. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Jay. I I can imagine a little Polish guy being kind of a tough guy.
0: Yeah, I can get it. Absolutely. I see it. 100%. And, you know, that's, uh, it didn't end there, Jay, of course. Um, you know, he's also known for, you know, doing so many different kinds of feats of, of strength, you know, biting through nails, like you said, Jay. Um, he actually also uh, held down an airplane with his hair.
2: So, <laughs> so check this, right? We're talking about let's, his, this, let's hear
0: this. this, Yeah, we're this, talking this. about this
2: muscle guy, right? You're yeah. talking about this, this strong man that, that, <laughs> Introduced him to, to what the world of wrestling and, and getting strong is all about and eating right and living right. And, uh, you know, take your vitamins and drink your milk and 24 inch pythons.
1: Mm-hmm. Something I got lost somewhere. <laughs> Say your prayers.
0: Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: he, but that guy told him that he he was going to find himself uh, something special. There was something about him that was special and that he was going to find his own way. Uh, it's the reason why he didn't travel with the circus. He wanted to continue traveling with the circus after that year, but uh, the strongman wouldn't let him. He said he had a different path and he was going to find his own way. Mm-hmm. And when he realized that the strength came from just as much the mental as it did from the physical, uh, that's when he realized that he he had that special art, that talent. He had something inside of him that was different, that was special. And a lot of it was just as much mental and being in touch with himself spiritually and understanding and not being afraid. Uh, and when he decided to do that, uh, he had this image of Samson in his mind. Right. And that's where he really got the gimmick of mighty. So he would let his, he never cut his hair again. Let his hair grow long. Let his beard grow long. Never cut his hair. Believing that the longer his hair was, the stronger it was. And I, hard to argue. I mean, the guy did all those things well into his 80s.
0: Yeah, that's never slowing down. Never slowing down. I mean, never was, slowing down. You know, he was teaching, you know, just to police officers he was, you know, raising money to fight Hitler. I mean... In his 80s. In his 80s, I mean, this guy just kept going. He just, he just never, stopped. Going. He never stopped. never So that
2: was when he, he decided he was going to do those things. With the, he decided he was going to test the strength of his hair. So actually, he started to... He he decided a way he could bend a bar using nothing but the resistance of his hair. Oh. Uh, he yeah. actually had pictures of, of other strongmen pulling at his hair to help strengthen the roots. And he stopped an airplane. With his yeah.
0: hair, with his hair, hair today yeah. gone tomorrow. That's so crazy when you think about it, because you know, you could see like really mentally like somebody's hair getting and their scalp getting ripped off, you know, just you know their head. But no yeah,
2: how do you mentally like again? I have,
0: I've seen horror movies, you know, that's, that's happened. Yeah, so, uh,
2: yeah, no, listen, man, <laughs> no, I I remember so I remember my freshman year wrestling. I had long hair.
0: Yes, you did.
2: I, just see, so friends. I had long, <laughs> beautiful blonde, blonde,
0: yeah, like Rick blonde color, as could be, colored long, hair. It was gorgeous, it was
2: white. I like my hair looked like Sebastian Bach. <laughs> um, maybe not quite that great. Uh, I might be romanticizing it in my head because this is all I got now. So I had these long hair, and when I started wrestling in high school, uh, if you your hair could get pulled. It was right. allowed so I yeah. was I had to wrestle with a swim cap on and if they pulled it off three times it's like some weird cheat code uh, I was disqualified for having an equipment failure so anybody I wrestled I had to beat them within those three times uh or make sure the they up, couldn't up, get their up, hands down, away
0: down away left right back. left yeah. right on you huh <laughs>
2: like yeah up down up down left right left right maybe yeah and then of course to to the little the little cherry nugget in that story uh <laughs> Our our high school colors friends were green and orange, so our, oh, our wrestling yeah. singlets and tights were all green. All green. Uh, and my dad, because he was a funny guy, bought a green swim cap to match. And so I looked like the Incredible Hulk's condom. <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled one season like that, just to you be did. stubborn, you did. just because every did. day my dad be like, "Are you ready to cut your hair yet?" And I put that thing on, and be like, "Nope."
0: You sure finally ain't. gave in. You finally gave in.
2: <laughs> day after wrestling season was over. Day after. I was like, all right, let's go, let's go to the library and get this thing done. I
0: remember seeing you after. I was like, holy shit, that's what yeah, nobody ever thought I was gonna
2: cut my hair. I loved my hair. Yeah, I know. I loved wrestling. No,
0: No, that's why I thought this tonight's topic, Jay. I mean, you would love right up my alley. Yeah, this guy. I mean, look
2: I have watched four documentaries on the guy. I've ordered his book off uh, Amazon Did you really? I really did. I want to know more about this guy and uh, I'm searching more links to follow up on the Great Gamba, and, uh, and I I can't believe I can't remember the name of the, muscle, the strong guy because that guy also had an incredible story too. So uh, yeah, that
0: guy's was... that guy's name was, was like a V, like Vol. Yes, you, yes, yes, yes. His name. Give me one second. One second. Volcano. Uh, bu- 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 Buh- bu- Volcano, see, I Volcano, yeah, you're right. Yeah, champion Volcano. So
2: um, I want to do yeah. some research on that guy and the Great Gamba as well. I'll do some follow up.
0: Yeah, we'd love to. Listen. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear more about this stuff, man. This is, you know, I love this. You know, talking about people like this that, you know, live throughout America and you know, people don't even talk about you know these people. You know what I mean? You don't know even they're even there. You know, Never knew they existed, you know what I mean? Until somebody says something and then it gets put on a podcast somewhere and then it sparks from there, you know what I mean? So it's amazing. That's how it works these days, man. It's just, it's, it's amazing. You would never know about people like this ever existed. But uh, yeah, Jay, I mean, what else is there to say about Joe Greenstein, the uh, Mighty Adam? I mean, like you said, you know, he continued this since his uh, late 80s and, you know, just continued to do what he did and,
2: Finally, canceled out
0: him at the age of eighty four, and that was it.
2: I think the thing that's most impressive uh, is how he really kind of like that, it, just like the Teddy Roosevelt, right? Right. He was frail, young, and sickly, and it, it, Teddy Roosevelt's dad told him, uh, "Teddy, you had the mind, but you do not have the body." Like I couldn't imagine my father saying that to me. And my mm-hmm. father said some awful, awful things to me when I started wrestling <laughs> to help like encourage me. <laughs> Uh, you just remember, son. You're not going to be the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, the most skilled, the most athletic. You're not going to be the like. I get it. Um, and yet, like, just to hear some imagine somebody's dad being like, "You got the brains, right. but you do not have the body for it. You are a weak little bit." Uh, yeah, that uh, hurts me so That'd deeply. Be- <laughs> so,
0: yeah, to
2: imagine this guy starting so sickly and really just just because he decided in his brain. This is what I'm going to do. And then he stuck with it and it shows really how far you can go when you're that dedicated to something. I mean, the man was unbelievably dedicated to studying uh, the body and the brain and how the two can interact and how the spirit interacts with that. And, and how the three of them really, uh, how breathing can affect, uh, performance, how, uh, muscle sculpting can affect your performance how you can train your body and your mind to enhance your spirit and vice versa in all different directions. I think that was, was impressive and I can't wait to learn more about him.
0: Yeah. It seems like a guy that was definitely way ahead of his time and uh, was able to take a lot of that knowledge from, you know, his uh, mentors and really able to kind of, you know, pave his own path and uh, was really able to kind of like put things together um, and, you know, was able to, you know, put things in place and were able to, to do the things like he was able to do. It's just amazing. I mean, amazing individual. Um, yeah. I think that's a great wrap up for tonight, Jay for the mighty Adam. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that episode of uh dark fringe radio. Jay, anything else uh, for tonight before we say good night?
2: I think my closing statements are going to be, we need to give a big dark fringe salute to boss root for turning us on to that. So we oh, give him the dark fringe.
0: Salute. Yes, the pat on the back. Yes,
2: absolutely. Uh, friends, if you have any anything, listeners, uh, followers, if you guys have any stories about anybody or anything like this, please send us some, some information. I, I would love to do more research. Uh, people like this just absolutely fascinate me. So uh, please keep that kind of stuff coming. Uh, what a great story. What a great uh, icon uh, of human history, the mighty Adam.
0: Yeah, Jay, uh, that's a a great uh, wrap-up for tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for joining us on another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. I am Bill Martinez, and of course, for my co-host, Jay Colosi, thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you guys again next week.
1: Dark Fringe Radio, your premier source for the paranormal, conspiracy theory, and true crime.